Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley boys, Michael Hampler from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw. NXT Dubai, my AW Rampage, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As said, though, joined by Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight, which looks very interesting, but also, I think it's fair to say that in recent weeks, SmackDown has been the B-show, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely, man. Um, I mean, SmackDown is jacked up tonight for two good reasons, because WWE listening as well we know they do, would have heard us exclaim with shock, awe, and a little bit of glee that Monday Night Raw has been a better show for probably the better part of a month now. And we know that gets heard. We know as this is getting played, probably out the speakers at the uh, Titan Tower gym. Indeed. As we speak right now. Um, that, that will have been heard loud and clear, and the billion-dollar wrestling show needs to rebound. But not just that. There is an air... Of the Wednesday night wars kicking around in the wrestling world today. <laughs> the better half of the Dadleys, of course, will be doing Rampage with you. And let's just say, when it comes to the Friday night conversation, we've got to do a little bit of counter-programming, we think. Yeah, there's, a, there's two debuts tonight. We'll talk about Zia Lee's in a bit, but I think as much as I'm looking forward to seeing what she does on the main roster, there's one guy in AEW who... Everyone is looking forward to seeing. And uh, from the glimpses we've seen from the fan footage, he will not be disappointing. We have to check out the Rampage previews here as talking about that. Instead, we're going to talk about uh, the new number one contender for Roman Reigns' Universal Championship. He challenges him at day one. It is not Sami Zayn anymore. We'll talk a little bit about that whole thing in a little bit. It is, of course, Brock Lesnar. And, well... I thought there was this was a fantastic feud earlier on in the year, so I'm happy to see it continue. Yeah, I like this. Um, it was all really, really fun for a night, what we got last week. Brock Lesnar, every now and then, when he just fancies introducing a little bit of levity into the act, and fair play to Brock, because when he does it, we all <clears throat> like will him to do more. But the reality is, if we got more of that, it wouldn't be as magic as it is when he actually unleashes it, you know? Yeah. You can't, yeah, ultimately you have to be the beast, you know, you have to sort of be the Brock Lesnar that we've come to expect, like less is more with him. And then every now and then you get a Brock party or you get Sami Zayn's best mate. And it's just all we can talk about or all we can think about. And 
ultimately, what it proves to be is quite effective at selling the match. We all remember uh, Brock having the Money in the Bank briefcase and basically just making Seth Rollins sweat until he cashed it in by turning it into a boombox. And he's earned his match with Roman Reigns at the beast of B-shows in day one by just crushing Sami Zayn in a one-night comedy TV angle. There's far more, I would say, I don't want to say heft, but there's far more, um, you know, like, fun about this build this time around. There's like, we had the Heyman stuff last time. Those teases remain. Brock Lesnar was just about to explain uh, last week how the suspension got lifted, but that detail, again, was was left hanging in the air for us to speculate on what we think we know, but we don't know for definite. It's, again, they're working on making sure that Roman Reigns never feels stupid. Mm-hmm. He's rightfully suspicious of Paul Heyman, but there is never any conclusive proof that makes this guy that, you know, presides over the table that he's the head of ever being embarrassed for sticking with Heyman. I, I genuinely think they're getting the details right. They've injected just about in the right amount of fun into a Brock character that has that hair and those jeans and shoes. Yeah. But I don't know. This is Brock and Roman feels B-level now, but they're fighting at the B-level show. They're, they're, not, yeah. they're not asking us to buy this as a WrestleMania program anymore. So all of a sudden it feels alive again. You know, when we saw them in Crown Crown Jewel, wasn't it, they had the match? It yeah. felt like the biggest thing in the world. And I have no doubt if they decide to set this as one of the main events of WrestleMania, they can still do this. I I, I hope they won't, won't burn through too much stuff. I think there is a fairly obvious path here from the road to day one all the way up to the road to WrestleMania. And that is, you know, Roman saying, look, I've smashed this guy before. He just no-sells the fact of all the shenanigans that went on, like you say. And if I beat him again at day one, that should be it. He should be banished from the title picture. And then what's the one way you can get yourself back into the title picture? Oh, look, it's the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And also, we'll talk a little bit about them in a second. There's the sort of sword of Damocles hanging over the whole of the bloodline because it feels like at day one, or day two, I should say, of of 2022, they could emerge with no titles because without a doubt, the New Day are the biggest threat to the Usos title reign right now. Yeah, it's a nice um, (laughs) hook for day one. And I guess this episode of SmackDown. Um, Hey man, like I know that, well, I don't know, but I feel at the moment that WWE don't have a better match on the slate for Roman Reigns than Brock Lesnar. But the very prospect of them losing here and having to go into the Royal Rumble, as you suggested, throws up far many more narrative possibilities than just once again going to Lesnar Reigns at WrestleMania. This will be, they'll probably pitch it as Lesnar Reigns 3, but in reality, it's about Lesnar Reigns 12. So I'd rather think of something different. You know, like if Brock goes into the Royal Rumble, you have the prospect of Drew McIntyre trying to eliminate Brock Lesnar again to recapture lightning in a bottle all over again. And that's just one big story you could tell with Brock as this enormous scalp. You have several people, the ones that haven't been released since then, obviously, that maybe want to take some revenge on Brock for the way that he humbled them in the Royal Rumble last time. You've got Brock that could enter now at, for example, let's just say 27. Brock Lesnar doesn't have to come in at number one this time. He could get the lucky number, like the beast in the worst possible spot. There are so many fun things you can do about Brock Lesnar trying to win the Royal Rumble. You could even have Paul Heyman at ringside trying to, quote-unquote, help him, and then him being an accidental hindrance or something like that. 
there's a lot of fun to be had with Brock in the Royal Rumble. A lot of potential WrestleMania matches you can set up with Brock whilst also establishing another winner for one of the other champions. Do you think as well, I'm just looking at this pay-per-view schedule that they unveiled, big old gap, January 29th, Royal Rumble, and then the next one in this schedule right now is April 2nd, April 3rd, WrestleMania. So uh, right now, there's now, there's not a fast lane, there's not a chamber. I feel like there's a real potential for, if you do something like Brock winning the Rumble, right? Roman Reigns in the chamber, and you could just have so much fun with like, Owens maybe gets involved, although he's on the run now, as I say that. But like filling the pods with previous challengers and also the Usos, are they going to, you know, stay in there and defend him? Are we going to finally, you know, there's just so much intrigue. You know, as much as we poo-poo what's going on on SmackDown, in terms of the main event title picture, it's white hot right now. Based on the, because, um, yeah, you feel like that pay-per-view schedule will change a little bit before, like, it, it's hard to imagine them going rumble to WrestleMania with nothing in between. They've had previously as well, remember, um, Saudi Arabia shows in that spot. Oh, yeah. Undertaker won the Piss Trophy in 2020, like in February, I think it was, or early March. I guess, like, we were right about to lock down, weren't we? So that was one of the last things that they got to do with the crowd. So um, that calendar will fill up, I feel. Um, yeah, it's... Whatever we're going to get at day one, I don't think it's going to be Brock Lesnar winning the title. And I just think in the meantime, they can they can, they can can definitively build towards that show as if he's going to beat Roman Reigns. It's not like the last time. It's not like when they're building Saudi Arabia and there's a tension in the air that, hang on, is this Roman Reigns push going to be sacrificed to a five-minute, a five-second F5 job? You know, like we'd seen it happen to Kofi Mania. We'd seen Brock Lesnar tap out Cain Velasquez yeah. with... Relative ease. They'd, they've not, like Braun Strowman took a couple of these sort of pastings as well. They have absolutely committed to Roman Reigns now with the point that we can assume that they're going to do that at day one because it would be, it, like, WWE have done more insane things, but it would be pretty insane to not lead into WrestleMania with Roman Reigns as your universal champion at this point. So I just feel that there's a different energy about this day one match. It becomes more about how is Brock Lesnar going to lose rather than, yeah. oh my God, he's not going to beat Roman Reigns. And I think that's a more satisfying viewer experience as well. For sure, as we keep saying, January the freaking first, like who cares? And yet it's shaping up to be a pretty big card. Yeah. I'll probably stay up and watch it because of the way it's landed for us as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of the, uh, of the other part of the bloodline, the Usos, they are going to face the New Day, as I said, a, a day one for those SmackDown tag titles. And tonight, not only they're facing the New Day, they're also facing the Raw Tag Team Champions. RK Bro are on SmackDown. They are, of course, awaiting the winners of the RK Bronament on Monday night. Uh, and in, uh, intrigue's kind of out of nowhere choice, this. But, I mean, the potential of this match is, is a show stealer, isn't it? I mean, it absolutely is. I'm just so pleased that we have finally arrived at uh, the 10th of December, which, as you know, Wilborn, is the one night a year that uh, Raw and SmackDown superstars can take on each other in competition. Um, I mean, <laughs> this is going to be um, positioned as the quarterly brand-to-brand invitation or whatever it is, which is just nice that for a change, it's not Baron Corbin taking advantage oh, of God. that voucher. It's always been him for some reason, coming to, like, rabble-rouse with the baby face. So I'll take this. Yeah, this match should rule. There's no reason for it, really. Um, the New Day, as you pointed out before, are kind of the 
sort of the clear and present danger for the Usos because they're going to want to take revenge for Xavier Woods not being allowed to have nice things. Um, I'm not so sure, you know, like that crown crushing moment was lost to the fact that, that like Roman Reigns were, like, was in a different universe to Woods in when they had their singles main event. Hmm. The New Day theoretically taking the tag, but this is an indictment on the tag belts, not on the wrestlers. The New Day defeating the Usos for the tag team titles doesn't, to me, feel like fair revenge for Xavier Woods' King of the Rings dreams being crushed. Like, but I suppose in the build to it, we've got what, if in theory, SmackDown two weeks today, Christmas Eve. I think the hand of the king could gift the new crown, perhaps the king. I guess so. Yeah, that'd be quite nice. I guess you could do something nice with it. Um, Santa could be on SmackDown with a crown. Like, could he just could he just rock up and not get hit by a car and have a crown for Woods or something? Yes. Like, it's New Day Usos is the most awesome thing I sometimes don't want to watch. That's the New Day and the Usos. When have they ever done anything bad together? Sometimes it's a bit like, oh, this again. It's it's not. It's never on them, is it? It's like there. There's probably no combination of matches I can think of that is more victim of the WWE churn than the New Day versus the Usos because they never miss ever. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to get up for it before it's happened. But the introduction of RK Bro not only makes it far more interesting, but also kind of showcases the fact of how important RK Bro are right now. We, 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 you know, if you don't listen to the Raw review, we've been singing their praises for quite some time now. And I, I think it does speak volumes that they're thinking as much as it sometimes it's a bit of a lottery, like you're saying, it's just bloody Baron Corbin. But I think the fact that they've gone, who can we move over for just a big one-off, maybe ratings popper? And they've gone for these two because they're looking like potential bloody mania main eventers at this rate. Here's a one for you considering that RK Bro are not for the first time of finding themselves in the mix with the Usos. That was the case just before Survivor Series, wasn't it? The kind of yeah. little mini story before that Champions versus Champions match. What about if, in light of Brock Lesnar wanting to reveal how the suspension got lifted and how he's back and maybe reveal a bit more about Paul Heyman's true intentions, Heyman gets in front of it and comes out with Roman at the start of the show for the 40-minute promo, and in the middle of that says, and by the way, after how I was trekked, over the last few weeks, I want to make this clear that I have put a super injunction out on Kayla Braxton. She is no longer permitted to ask me questions. And then backstage, he gets hassled by a roving reporter riddling his sports coat with the yes. injury. And he says, uh, uh, bro, I got a question for you. It's from uh, two guys I know, uh, Wesley and Nash Carter. I, yeah. I think you might have heard of them. Like, and he steps in in Kayla's spot to ask the big questions and put Paul Heyman on the spot. I've said this before, um, and I'll say it again. In terms of if you're sat there going, they haven't got a bloody clue who's going to take this title eventually off Roman, if it's not Brock, for example. I think Riddle's got to be one of those contenders. I really do. I think there's a, you know, if, if they don't do title stuff when this tag team eventually splits, Riddle going up against Roman at SummerSlam, for example, next year, that's that's something, you know, we haven't seen... And there's a great story to be told there. And he could feasibly, if they dial back a little bit on the stupid stoner stuff, <laughs> he could beat him, in my opinion. And he could be their guy because he's been one of their biggest stars of 2021. WWE have got a, um, well, I wouldn't say an unbelievable amount of faith in Riddle because we said a long time ago that, and I want to stress how long ago it was we said this. I'm going back to 2019, very, very pre-2020. We said Riddle was can't miss in WWE. And 
for a while, it looked like that wasn't going to be the case. But not only did Vince McMahon find a version of him that he liked, yeah, he found he found a version of him that he liked that the fans didn't hate. I'm I'm 36. I'm like I'm not Steve Blackman, but I'm lethal weapon in the fact that I'm very much too old for this at this point. Yeah, but him coming out in that scooter and this bollocks that we get from him every week, regardless of my distaste from him away from the ring, it's just not for me. But RK Bro, objectively, goes down a storm with people. The payoff does feel WrestleMania worthy. The Matt Riddle is off to the races when that storyline ties up feels inevitable. So, yeah, like, I, I guess, like, we just, it's still, I guess I can't manifest a Roman Reigns opponent until it is, like, put in front of my face because mm. it just feels so impossible. But, yeah, he's as, he's as close to it as anybody. I'll, I'll have to admit that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Thank Christ, Charlotte Flair and Tony Storm are moving away from pie stuff this week. Uh, And instead, we've got a match between them. Non-title, but it's one of those, if Tony Storm wins, she will get a shot at the title. And I'm just really glad because all the embarrassing bollocks that they've done over the last few weeks is really not my cup of tea, but Tony storm in a ring with Charlotte Flair, especially leading to a victory for Tony storm. I assume tonight and a, and a title shot at day one. Yeah. More of that sort of thing, please. I uh, it's, it's, it's too basic for its own good, but it's, <laughs> I guess that in itself is an overcorrection from two weeks of cream pies in the face. So I'm not sure whether or not I should be tolerant of this bang average five out of 10 storyline instead of angry with the one out of 10 stuff. Match to build a match is the worst of the worst because you kind of see some of what you're supposed to be getting hyped for in three weeks time. But there is a far more interesting meta quality to what's going on with both women's titles than there is to the individual stories. I want a day one. Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan and Charlotte Flair versus Tony Storm. Absolutely. And 
and effectively the Survivor Series for you to continue of who can do this better. I just know their competitive fires are going to be burning. Liv Morgan, like, at points, handled herself well on Raw. Tony Storm is not a comparison to Liv Morgan. She is absolutely no slouch and could do this, could absolutely do this. But just in, in the way WWE have positioned her, they've positioned her so much further down the totem pole that she is on a level footing with Liv Morgan. So Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch will see their jobs as the same at day one to elevate, regardless of if they're retaining their titles, their jobs will be to elevate through the body of the match. So I hope this is exactly what we think it is and Tony Storm gets a win and gets the title shot. My fear is she does it, by roll up, slide to the floor. Oh, yeah. Celebrate sitting at the bottom of the ramp. Can't believe her look. And Charlotte Flair with that pet hate sell of hers where she just grins and goes, nice one, nice one. She hit the paper. Remember, like, this is not just Becky Lynch. Remember she did it to Rhea Ripley? Rhea yep. Ripley beat her by cheating. She held the rope on time when he couldn't tell who was the heel. And Charlotte Flair was like, nice one, bitch. You're learning. Yeah. Uh, just like, can something matter ever, please? Ever in the Queen, um, like just once, care, try. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I want a, a comprehensive victory for Tony Storm yeah. tonight because, you know, not to bring AEW into all this, but look at what they've done with with Riho and, and Britt Baker in terms of a match to build a match. That wasn't, you know, all about. Oh well, she's got a number this one time, but we all know Britt Baker's a better wrestler. It's oh bollocks. I've been thinking I'm amazing and I've missed this person who's got my number and I've never beaten them sort of thing. Yeah, there's a way to do this right. And considering how much WWE like doing this particular thing, it's mad that they don't just stick, like go all in and try and sell you on a, a potential title change. Uh, we've also got a debut tonight, as I alluded to earlier on. Um, and I want to give credit to WWE because I think that the video package, the sort of cartoony, whatever you want to call it, that they've been doing with Zia Lee, rather than the initial videos of her just, you know, chucking her limbs about backstage, basically, whilst they do some quick camera cuts, have been really quite effective. And this could be a hell of a launching point for her. Look, uh, you know, she's had her issues when she was down in NXT with that, was it Mercedes Martinez, Matt, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. And that was mixed in with all the, you know, thousand-year-old dragon lady bollocks. If you don't know, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> she is, without a doubt, a really talented girl between the ropes and someone who they clearly see something in with these, these vignettes that they've been airing. Yeah, I, um, I, I think this has been maybe, overall, my favourite thing on SmackDown this last sort of three or four weeks. Genuinely, like, they've not... It's all a bit on the nose. I, I imagine if you're a wrestling fan that is also a, I just want to say comics, because that doesn't feel specific enough anymore. There's like, there's so many different subgenres, and I don't, yeah. I just don't know that well. But I would assume that if that's also your thing, you, this would be broad. This would be way too broad and like a bit daft. But it's not my thing. And I just see this as an out from an outsider's point of view and think, ah, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, you see the work being done. It doesn't feel, I tell you what, it is a little bit. It's like the best version of WWE's institutional racism towards wrestlers that aren't American. Yes. By which I mean, if you're not American, then they kind of other you to the point of virtual oblivion. Yet, for whatever reason, they've not really done that with this Isley stuff. It's it's a bit out there, it's a bit different, but they've not done it in such a way where she's like this wacky, clownish figure. Mm. And I mean, Christ, contrast that to what she was on NXT, and in inverted commas, the good NXT. Like, this could be... A, like a huge step in the right direction. It's all 
it ultimately it all does come down to the in-ring. This is a bit of a throwback in a sense because as good as this build was, if they send her out there and the match like isn't impressive or worse, they have a lose or and you know, I, this is not that wild a thing. We've seen acts die on the first night. You know, didn't um didn't even Marie and Doodrap fall out on night one? Yeah. You know, like uh this could be what if this was like an Emmelina catastrophe? Oh, There's loads of precedent for this sort of stuff going horribly wrong. But if it goes right, huge if they might be onto something. Yeah, it feels like a really straightforward thing. If this was a guy, you'd put him out there, you'd put him with a Dolph Ziggler, a, a Cesaro style character, yeah, have him go five minutes and, and have him get the victory. I suppose the SmackDown version of that is, is putting her out there with Natalia, just glancing. We should play our game. What am I thinking? Oh, we're going to do, we're going to go through the roster. I mean, well, uh, uh, you know, there's, it's, a, it's a, you know, limited number that we can legitimately put with, but that's not the point of this game. So, there we go. Who's Ailey going to beat tonight? Let's find out. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Uh, stop. Okay. And pick a number between one and four. One. Well, you are just, I'll tell you right now, the level below the one I'm looking at, I always do the one that's in the middle of the screen if, if people are unaware. The level below is Natalia uh, at number oh, one. So you're close. But in fact, tonight on Friday Night Smackdown, it is going to be Zia Lee making her in-ring debut against Michael Cole. Yes, there it is. <laughs> And listen, right, how many interviews have we had to listen to in our goddamn lives where a colleague, past or present, says, look, man, there's nobody better at their job in WWE than Michael Cole. Well, let's see it. Let's bear that out tonight, shall yeah. we? Yeah, Zyali over. And I'd have him do... Was it uh, was it Booker who once did commentary whilst beating someone up in TNA? Yes, I... <laughs> do, that, do that by having his ass handed to him by Zyali, yeah. obviously. Like and then we get... It. Then we get Pat McAfee solo commentary for the rest of SmackDown. In one of the um, comic vignettes, wasn't there a whole thing where like Xylee's, um brother was getting beaten up and she was, she will not tolerate that. She just didn't, they didn't like realize what threat she posed. This could be some LTST for how hideous he was to all of the women in NXT season three. Yes. Riley was watching back then as a WWE fan that had dreams and she saw this awful oppressive man putting a thumb on it and she waited out for this moment and then she was trained by a thousand-year-old dragon girls. But forget about that because <laughs> finally she's made it to where she wants to get to, which is Michael Cole's show. Uh, finally then, uh, Michael Hamflet, um, considering what's going on in the world right now, I thought I'd put the word conspiracy in our notes. And then we might get yes. some, you know, intrigue clicks. Welcome, by the way. What culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe, daily wrestling podcast, all their usual bollocks. Not as much conspiracy stuff as you maybe were hoping for if you've just joined us for this, but still. Welcome to our podcast. Please get vaccinated. Goodbye from our <laughs> podcast. So Adam, the reason Adam, like, I brought him, I dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why I've said this is because genuinely. Michael Hamlet, is there a SmackDown conspiracy? Because Sami Zayn's been banging on about this for ages. And I'll be honest, I thought he got kind of screwed last week. Yes, it was funny, but 
why didn't the referee ask him if he was ready to start his world title match instead of just having his lifeless corpse propped up in the corner? Also, there's all the stuff going on with Naomi and Sonia Deville. Can I have a match? Yeah, but only when I'm not wearing my, you know, work outfit, slap in the face. Oh, God, flashbacks to Stephanie McMahon. And let's not forget, Drew McIntyre was like, why wasn't he in that battle royal? And they went, oh, uh, reasons. And then he said, tell Pierce I'm looking for him. And obviously he wasn't there last week, but one would assume he's got to show up in the next few weeks. Is there, is there some life to this conspiracy theory from Sami Zayn? And when are we getting this sodding documentary of his? Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest conspiracy of all, isn't it? Whoever's putting the thumb on that, I want that on the network. I want that and the Vladimir profile. Oh, yes. About, You've about done it all. Just put it out. Well, this is it. Like, I've not been pining half as long for those things as I was for Bret Hart, Tom McGee, but at least that was because that tape was hiding in somebody's loft for 30 years. It's just sitting there waiting for somebody to press play in the Stanford studios. I don't think you're on a hiding to nothing here. And I'm also impressed that you put SmackDown Conspiracy to try and get those extra uh, mythical casual fans. Because if you'd put WWE Authority figure General Ineptitude, people would have just thought that was any podcast from the last 20 years. So you at least tried to make this seem brand new and relevant and topical. Um, Right, so... I'm assuming that's why we've not been able, we've not had the confidence, I guess, to list Naomi versus Sonia Deville as a straight up match because we won't get fooled again. You know, like we have to wait for that. Yeah. Sonia Deville said, Yeah, I'll put my gear on next week. I'll see you on SmackDown. But we've had this twice before, right? And we've they've not been... advertised it and they, you know, come on. Yeah, I like, I want to see it. Oh, I, 100%. Like, massive, massive, like backers of Sonia Deville going back years at What Culture. So the day she gets back in is going to be like a day of celebration. Oh, is it not just I don't want to piss on your chips is it not just prepping for more McMahons off the back of Vince clearly quite enjoying like mm. amongst I'm showing them how it's done like there whatever's happening there obviously we know you know Triple H isn't well well or is on the mend at least get well yeah. soon and all that Stephanie McMahon is probably freed up Shane McMahon has probably recovered from his WrestleMania injuries. You know, probably got a shot of that um, patronising speech impediment he bizarrely developed shortly before WrestleMania. Um, he's finally got rid of all that goo. He had six trucks that he needed to offload. Yeah. Uh, like, there's, McMahon's a free, is what I'm saying. And Pearson Deville's pivot to being useless was really stark and sharp. And they've just, like... Adam Pearce went from, I don't want to say he was a popular figure, but people were patient and content with what he had to do on Raw and SmackDown. He didn't get in the mix. He just, a thing was happening and he'd say, right, can I'll be the one to sign off on the inevitable match that you guys have set up in the opening promo. Like that's about as good an authority figure as you can get in WWE. And then out of nowhere, Brock Lesnar F5'd him out of his trousers. Yeah. <laughs> like, rah, rah, rah. he's a clown now. Yeah. That's who he is. Deville went the same way. Just an absolute piece of garbage to Naomi out of nowhere when she was on her show saying, can I wrestle on the show that I'm employed to wrestle on? What? Why? That's my job. I've undermined this referee. I've undermined this referee forever. (laughs) Yeah. Can I um, do the thing that uh, theoretically you sign off on the checks for me to do? You're kidding. You don't look busy (laughs) enough. Could you imagine if we took that pitch to our bosses? You know, like, imagine if we were just sat doing nothing with our day. Like, um, 
Boss, can I um, do some articles for your website or some podcasts? Can you just leave me alone? <laughs> it, like, insane universe that they set up to do this to these characters that maybe you are onto something. The Drew McIntyre thing is an added wrinkle. Sami Zayn wasn't just um, screwed by SmackDown. He was screwed by Raw, which, of course, Adam Pearce also and Sonny Deville also oversee. There feels like systemic problems taking place at yeah. the administrative levels within WWE at the moment. So, yeah, they might, they might try and tease some of this out. Look, individually, here, here we are as follows. This could just be a Royal Rumble storyline for Sami Zayn. It could just be a Royal Rumble storyline for Drew McIntyre. Get in the match and then you'll get your title shot, blah, 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 blah. Naomi and Sonya Deville, if not tonight, feels like it's coming soon. Like, it, it's the comeback match for Sonya Deville. That's definitely what they're working towards. But little things should figure into bigger things. So... I'm not going to piss on your optimism that maybe there's actually something bigger picture happening here. Because what's cool about a conspiracy is, or what's cool about a... Um, we had this when I idiotically dared to suggest that an episode of SmackDown earlier this year was as good as 2000 WWE. Remember that? Yeah. I suffered for that. The show had never recovered after I said that. I'll take the hit on this one. I apologise for killing SmackDown. But like, when you craft an angle or a character that can overlap into other things then you actually help the rest of the show. Mm. If other characters walk around feeling like they've got to look over their shoulder the whole time, it can cause wedges between teams, between baby faces, between fathers and sons. Oh. Everybody can be affected by such a thing. So, Wilborn, I support your notion for the good of the product at large. Well, there we have it. Let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWW. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWW. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, including that big preview of a major debut on AEW Rampage tonight. That podcast will be out later on today. And if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, our SmackDown review, which will be out on Monday, will drop straight into your feed as soon as it's out. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.